Hi, my name is Adam, and I've never seen Beneath the Planet of the Apes. Seems like I needed that inflection. Yeah. <laughs> Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Fine, I'll Watch It. My name is Bridget. And I'm Johnny. And as you heard up top, we're joined as always by Adam. And hopefully you're a frequent listener, but this is the podcast where we show somebody, anybody, man, woman, Simeon, Simeon. <laughs> uh, a movie that <laughs> they've never seen before. I was going to say ape at least, but... Yeah. No, we're getting highfalutin. Yeah. Um... A movie they've never seen before that we think they should have. Uh, this month we are covering the Planet of the Apes series. Last week we did the original OG Planet of the Apes. Tonight we're covering 1970s Beneath the Planet of the Apes. Adam, welcome. Hello. I'm so- excited. This is Ape Roll. Yes. <laughs> as, we've, as we've dubbed it uh, for this month where we're covering all manner of Planet of the Apes. We're not going to do everyone, but we're at least going to start Badly. with some, some OGs before venturing into the more modern interpretations. Yes. So, Adam, how do you feel? Give us a little recap. How you felt after last week? Anything new crop up emotionally for you? <laughs> well, I, I mean... <laughs> A little peek behind the curtain. Every time we like record an episode, and I, you know, I'll think about the movie. Very immediate reaction, and then when I go back and I edit and I listen to some of the things that we talk about, and I like hear the whole episode again, I'm like, you know what? Maybe, maybe I was too harsh. Maybe you know, it's it, it was better than I thought. Or oh, man, the more I think about this, the worse that it was. Um, so after editing last week's and kind of just sitting on it uh, for a week now, uh, it's still just it's fine. Like it okay. didn't. It didn't wow me. I think it's one of those things where, as an older movie, it didn't have necessarily the spectacle to to draw me in. I thought it was it was mostly pretty good. Uh, I talked about there was stretches in the later third that kind of slowed the pace down for me and really took me a little bit more to get engaged and get over the hump towards the finale. And I still kind of feel that way. Like I still think the the courtroom scene. Uh, which is weird to say in an ape-based movie, but the courtroom scene uh, really, you know, slowed things down quite a bit. And there's a lot of the the theme gets thrown at you a lot, and the all of the different subtext gets thrown in your face a lot. And it just kept hitting me over the head with it to where I got to a point of, I get it, okay? You got to treat people the same, no, even if they're a little different. Everybody's a, you know, valuable human like bipedal. Yeah. So like. <laughs> Uh, okay, I get it. But can we move on to something else? Can some other thing take place to teach new people of this rather than just like, look, he can say the same phrase. I'm a human and I can talk, which was the 20 minutes of that movie in the latter half. <laughs> so uh, I still feel that way about it. But overall, it's fine. Like, I liked it. I, I don't have any problems with it other than that. And I, it didn't turn me off for, like, I haven't been dreading this week. Okay. I haven't been like, oh, thank God we push it a couple of days because I just could not do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's fine. So we're, we're back on track. We're ready to, uh, we're ready to roll. Nice. I'm ready to go beneath. Ready to go beneath. Excellent. So 
Johnny and I were talking as we were coming in that we we have some concerns. I, a little bit, yeah. I mean, even at the top when you say you know, a movie we should, someone should have seen. I don't know. I'll die on that hill. Oh, I'll, I'll you'll die on that flag. Hill? But I've planted some fucked up flags on this show. Yeah. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. We've stretched the you should definitely see it theme a little. A little, little bit, thing. yeah. And we've done newer movies that who knows if they were like. When we watched New Mortal Kombat, we couldn't say beforehand that you definitely should see this. True. It's just the, yeah. the, it's the general theme that we like to, to keep for the majority of the 52 episodes a year. <laughs> right. You so, know. but anyways, I maybe this movie will, will rewrite the copy we have at the top yeah. of the show. But, um, no, it's ingrained in here and it's on autopilot. <laughs> I can't change it. <laughs> no, I had just said walking up. I don't know if this is going to be the one that cracks at him or not. But... Yeah, I, at least for my experience with this movie, this was, I have the most memory with this sequel just because it was like you watch this one, then you try to watch this, the third one, then the fourth one, and those memories fade, fade yeah. and I don't, I could not even describe like the fourth or fifth one, to be quite honest with you. Mm-hmm. So I remember this one the most out of all the sequels. I remember it being pretty stark in contrast on a number of things, but... I do know it's Cornelius and Co. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they go beneath. And some weird shit happens down there. Yes, it does. This movie scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. I can see that, yeah. There's some imagery there. Yeah, this is the sequel I've watched the least because it scared me um, so much. I prefer the third and the fourth. But it's definitely worth seeing. Yeah. This is like the return to Oz of the of the eighties. Yes. <laughs> um, and it's very different. Um, it's a spectacle. There's not. I I don't know. Your eyes else. will see it. Yeah, you, you, you'll see it. All right. Fine, you'll see it. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I still just love these movies. I just am so charmed by them. Now, you had talked about last week rewatching the series recently because mm-hmm. you showed Brian for the first time, at least most of them. Yes. Um, did it scare you less or did you enjoy it more watching it again as an adult? Obviously, you avoid it for the mm-hmm. traumatizing manner of it, but seeing it now as an adult, was it a little bit more palatable in that sense? Yes. And there were things that I, I enjoyed about it more. Um, I cannot in good faith say that this is a good movie. Okay. But I, mean, I think we, we will have a, some of those too. Yeah, we, someone says yeah. this is definitely not a good movie. But it's got some things to recommend it in terms of conversation and thought fodder and just thinking about how the series progresses. You know, how did they do it? We'll have a full episode. Don't we? Worry. Will yeah. we? Will yeah. But this this tape, this section of the tape, I should say was skipped pretty frequently. Hmm. Okay. Charleston has an is. He is, is in, it. in this. He is in it. Is he not in the, I mean, you don't have to answer this. I feel like I've heard he's not in the whole thing. Like, it's either just the beginning or just the end. That he's, like, not the main character, though. He... I, I don't recall, actually. He has a more limited... Okay. ...time frame in the movie. Okay. Um, partly because... He was not really available to film it, and so they he gave them basically two weeks. 
Gotcha. And I think they built some of the story around that hole in his schedule. Okay. And then there's some other story decisions that I think were taken on his recommendation in a sort of Harrison Ford mm. style. Okay. Now, you guys obviously have painted the picture that it's bad and that it's going to be a hard a hard time for me for the next 90 plus minutes. I think it might be a good time. Okay, but this that's what I want to know. Do you think that it could be one of those things where it becomes so bad it's good? Is it zany and becomes almost uh, satirical in that way? Or is it just like painstakingly stupid and there's nothing to redeem it? Like, what are you most worried about for me? That I'm just going to sit there going, God, what are they doing? This is so dumb. This is so dumb. Or, like, is there a hope that it's going to just become farcical? The way that I can describe this movie is the parts in, like, the old Godzilla movies where the monsters aren't fighting, and you're watching most of what that's going on. <laughs> There's just a lot of weird going on and a lot of, like, explanation and a lot of head-scratching stuff, but I do remember there being some funny production design elements to this mm-hmm. movie that will make you snicker quite a bit, I think, okay. and I don't know if the makeup at all has deteriorated uh, at all. First, um... Not not quite. The main characters are getting still look closer good. to the there are, Earth's core. Yeah, there are more. So apes. it's getting warmer. It's melting the wax. It's melting the wax. <laughs> um, I think you'll just. This movie is confounding in a lot of ways, and I think you will wonder how did we get here? Maybe. Why are we doing this? What a choice! <laughs> what a choice! <laughs> um, uh, so I wouldn't say. Maybe you'll find it zany. It's, you said something that excited me a little bit, and maybe it's not a good sign, because it excited me, but you said that it was only 70 minutes. <laughs> okay. Okay, which... It's shorter. Okay. It's shorter. What is the, And that's barely featured. But getting stabbed by a knife yeah, is still let me Yeah, d- let me double check, but it is, it is... Much shorter than... It's 95. 95, all right. Okay. We just tacked on 20 minutes to your evening. Yeah. (laughs) It's still... It feels much breezier in some parts. Okay. It seems to move at a steadier clip than... Now, I don't want to spoil this, but I... They get pretty quickly underground, if I remember correctly. Yeah. They don't spend too much much time in the sun. No, not not a lot of sun time. Do we get a sense in the movie... Uh, where this picks up from the end of the first one. Yes. It does explain that. Yes. Because okay. otherwise I was going to have you guys spoil that for me right now because otherwise it would throw me of like, does this take place 10 years beforehand? Like, where, where are we? No, no. It's okay. a pretty, like, a, a, a pretty Almost immediate. immediate. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, That's nice at least. Yeah. Yeah. You get, you get a little more ape lore. I'm fine with, which wor- I I'm like. fine with world building. Yeah. I like lore. There, there's some world building and you just might go, we built that here? Yeah. We built a gun store next to the school? Like, why? Well. well <laughs> um, but, you know. Does anything in this, and we can touch on it in the after part too, does anything in this that seems really dumb and stupid get um, explained better or made better by future sequels? Like, if, 
if I stop here and I'm just like, I don't, this, this isn't doing it for me. I'm not going to go. Am I going to miss some crucial thing that makes a dumb thing that I think here somehow better because it gets fleshed out later? I, I don't know that you'll see anything that you're like going to say, what the fuck? And then has payoff later. Okay. Yeah. The long-term um, storytelling. Yeah. But I do think the third movie in particular is more interesting yeah. and a better sequel. So and you need balance. some of the events in this movie to set that up. Okay. It's like That's a, a way of saying yes, but no. Yeah. Okay. It's like a roller coaster where you... You go to the fun part, and then you hit the chain, and then you gotta go up the chain. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a little while. The view gets better, increasingly. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get to the top of the movie. <laughs> oh. But again, what? I'm just going off of what I remember. Again, I have not seen this movie 10, 15 years. Okay. So it's been a long, long time. But there's imagery in my mind yes burned i i burned burnt <laughs> um confounding is a fantastic word to describe this one it's confounding i will tell you that when this movie ended and credits started to roll brian just said what the fuck <laughs> okay so that's that's, that's what to, you can expect yeah okay does this feel like a complete movie? Just because I know we talked about the rest of the sequels going annually mm-hmm. after it. And sometimes the fear with that is that this isn't so much a complete movie as it is the interlude for what you've now said is a better movie in the next one. Like, so does this feel like its own cohesive complete movie? Or is this clearly just a prologue to a better rest of the series? I I would say this feels... Like its own unique story. Okay. It's which so... makes its place in the series more confounding. Okay. Yeah, it's like the like the Star Wars canon books that are not part of the movies at all. Oh, but they like have some impact in later things. Uh, a little bit. Kinda, it's... But it's not like a Deathly Hallows Part 1 or a Mockingjay Part 1 or like any of those... No. We turned a book into no, three books it like just, the it's, It feels very supplemental. Yes, okay. in it, nature. Yeah, than I was going to say a sort of real continuation. I think more sidequel than a sequel. Kind Correct. Of. We're taking a little bit of a. De- we're going beneath. Yeah. We're going. <laughs> That's the detour. That's the detour. The <laughs> yes. Because uh, uh, I believe the rest of the movies are back on the surface. Yes. In many respects. Okay. Where was the first one filmed? First one was filmed. We talked about like Arizona. Yeah. Uh, maybe some California, if I remember mm-hmm. the discussions from last week. Yeah, like the Badlands or something like that, I imagine. Yeah. Early scenes of desert like terrain were shot in northern Arizona near the Grand Canyon, mm-hmm. the Colorado River, Lake Powell, Glen Canyon, and other locations near Page, Arizona. Most scenes of the Ape Village interiors, exteriors were filmed on the Fox Ranch in Malibu Creek State Park, northwest of Los Angeles. Essentially the back lot of 20th Century Fox. Uh, And the beach scenes were filmed on the California coast uh, between Malibu and Oxnard. Reaching the beach on foot was virtually impossible, so the cast, crew, film, equipment, and even horses had to be lowered by helicopter. (laughs) Which is great. That's great. Just love seeing a horse lowered by helicopter. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
So. This, so is, does that mean this is all on a soundstage somewhere? Like, are this there is any... in Culver City, California. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Predominantly. Predominantly. Yeah. You don't get the sort of big, expansive views like you do in the first. Yeah. No sweeping third. vistas. No vistas. Yeah. No canyons. None of that. Stalagmites and stalactites, probably. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can go for a caving adventure. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go beneath. Yeah. Adam, are you ready? I, I'm curiously ready. I mean, I'm having fun having this part of the conversation because <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to expect. And I feel like you guys are both setting me up for either tempering expectations, which, again, I, I talked about last week not being super high just because I didn't come away absolutely blown away loving the first film. And old school sequels don't typically hold water, especially in genre pictures. So, like, already the bar was super low. But yet, you guys are still tempering my expectations, so I'm very curious to see how this is going to go. So, fine. I'll watch it. Hi everyone, welcome back. We have just resurfaced. (laughs) (laughs) We are returning from beneath the planet of the apes. (gasps) (laughs) Adam, how do you feel? Objectively, it's a terrible movie. However, I think I liked it more. I had a feeling you might enjoy the experience of this one. And I think that's what it boils down to, is that this is more of, like, had we watched this by ourselves, no. Like, I would have just been like, this is so silly. But the fact that there was other people in the room that, like, we could bounce off each other a little bit, and I think the experience of it, because it is so mind-boggling, and, like, I said this as soon as the movie ended, I looked at you guys and I said, well, I get the pre-show discussion now. Like, I understand what you were hinting, d- dancing around, kind of trying to imply would be the 95 minutes that we were about to get. And I understand it now because it is mind-boggling. <laughs> there, so. Yeah, you think there's something you're like, well, this, uh, 
this element, whether it's the production, the story, the effects, one of these must be just straightforward, right? No. Mm-mm. It curveballs in every direction. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, did you want sound consistently? No. no. Do you did want you... smash cuts? They, well, they're here. Yeah. So congratulations, you got them. <laughs> um, do you want to spend 30 minutes not seeing a single ape in your Planet of the Apes movie? Surprisingly, uh, kind of? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe? Uh, that was surprising. And I, I, when pulling up like the the IMDb's and the Wikipedia's afterwards to prep for this, the, it spells out what happens right on the poster, which thankfully I did not see Very um, glad. before we started this movie. Because like right off the bat, it's like irradiated, radiation-loving people fight the apes beneath and the world may end. It may be the end of everything. I'm like, oh, Jesus, I'm really glad I didn't read this before going into the movie. But yeah, surprisingly, surprising lack of apes in a planet of apes. A lot more people than I expected, because while I didn't anticipate a race of super intelligent, weirdly super powered uh, Kryptonians, I guess is my (laughs) best way to describe them. It also didn't shock me when they showed up where I was like, oh, yeah, it does make sense that there would be like a race that survived and a race that's super intelligent and. Uh, you know, is hiding underground because they don't have the manpower or the strength or whatever to fight the apes. So they just, they go beneath. Like, I didn't know what to expect beneath. People was not it. So I was pleasantly surprised by that. Marvelous. Johnny, how was this for you? This was a great experience. <laughs> I don't remember this being as enjoyable. I, I think long stretches of it, when I first watched it, when we get beneath, it's just so goddamn weird. And it's like, what? It's so off the rails. Mm -hmm. And yeah, now I kind of dig it. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's confounding, like you said. It's so... There's nothing consistent about it. No. No. The matte paintings. Oh. Outrageous. Awesome. When he walked through that one, like, subway entrance or whatever, like, the porthole mm-hmm. in the subway, and it showed you, like, the New York Public Library. I was like, oh, he's turned a corner in the subway, and there's a picture of the New York Does Public Library. Does it advertise it for the Public Library? Yeah. <laughs> that's a little, you know, disheveled or whatever, and there's rocks in front of it, but, like, that's just clearly a painting to be like, next stop, New York Public Library. No. It was the actual Public Library. Right. Then there was a bus that had hit a pillar and it was just a picture of a bus. Yeah. <laughs> like, you go through all the effort to build these sets and, like, they, I, I think they maybe built the lion for, like, some of the other, like, reverse angle shots of it. Can't throw a damaged bus in there? Like, it's not even like the bus is decayed to the point of it being 2,000 years later. It's just the same regular bus that looks like it got in an accident. Yeah. Just get a bus from right. the lot. Like, Telling me 20th Century Fox in 1970 doesn't have a bus it could use? <laughs> but come on, guys. No, right. I mean, it's funny because, like, the spaceship early on is, like, a good little set piece there. It, yeah. like, it looks legit. Like, all the burn marks and everything look the part. Yeah. And Couldn't then get we, a bus. And then <laughs> it's, like, almost like, dude, we have to, we just, I think we spent all the money. Like, what do we do? Do you know a painter? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did a Matt artist fuck the producer too to get yes. <laughs> right? No, <laughs> to get onto this movie to be like, uh, all right, if you have sex with me, I'll let you put your weird Matt paintings. <laughs> but like I was saying before, this movie reminds me of the insane plot 
progression that you see in like these old kaiju Godzilla movies where it's like you have these nuke-fearing, god-fearing people mixing in loving mega Godzilla guts. It's just it's so he's exactly like this. Yeah. I just I'm endlessly charmed by these movies even when they are confounding and seemingly make the wrong choices. Oh, they I march to the beat of their own drum. Yeah. 100%. Sure. I, I, they could give a damn. Yeah. <laughs> a damn. <It's>... About, what? <laughs> about giving you any sort of semblance of a movie that you recognize. Yep. There's so many strange things. First of all, we start off the first five minutes of this movie are the last five minutes of the first movie. Yeah. Yep. We're like, I, rem- I, I remarked in my notes, like, oh, okay, we're doing a cold open again. And I had looked back and we did a cold open in the last one. So I was like, that's cool. And then you hear the overview of the speech. And I'm like, that's the same speech from the last movie, right? Oh, it's the same scene. <laughs> oh, here we are. We're yep. right in it. Right in it. Yep. We're with Charlton Heston for a hot minute. And then we're back to... Or we are introduced to a new Charlton Heston lookalike. <laughs> right. With another ast- a dying astronaut. Astronaut, yep. Where I paused and went, who the fuck are these guys? Like, <laughs> <Are> you... <laughs> I, I was like, do we know them yet? Because I kind of remember the last movie pretty well, right. I think, between watching it, discussing it, and then listening back to the discussion, having just watched it. And I don't remember... Any way in which those other astronauts could have survived. And there definitely didn't seem to be room for a second habitation chamber or habitat chamber on the original one. Yeah. So I was very confused. I know. And he's like, there's air here. There's a lot of breathable air here. And he like puts this thing on his fucking face to breathe. (laughs) Yeah. He dies like 30 seconds later. That was pretty funny. He's like, we have so much oxygen here. Take this bottle to oxygen. Yeah, this is yours. (laughs) The rest of this oxygen is me. It's me. (laughs) Get this oxygen. It's funny, real quickly, I'm just thinking in my head, like, I I think that stuff we see in the beginning with Charles and Heston is, like, B-roll from, like, the first movie. Like, it's not even... Yeah. What we see... Of Charles and Heston in the second movie, him coming on board for the second movie, is strictly the shit in the jail cell. Because he looks slightly different than he does early on in the movie. Possibly. It definitely seemed like he was uh, balder <laughs> to begin beginning. Right. Uh, which was surprising. But the thing is, is that like, and granted they could have overdubbed it and I wasn't looking at the, like the mouths or anything like that. But they clearly have like, I don't know when they would have been like, take my, uh, take my dog tags and run. Because I'm gonna go explore this, and you know, just you need to. Yeah, I mean, there's something. Me, like that, at least seems like it was newer footage. But again, it could have, like you said, it could have been beautiful. I just wasn't looking closely to see if the mouths lined up. Oh my god! And him like gun butting whatever the rock or whatever, and falling into it. No, not falling. Disappearing. Disappearing into the very clear blue screen delineation. Yeah. Of his outline. Because when he walked up to it... And this is after we get the ridiculous wall of fire effect, which just looked ridiculous. That was our first laugh. Yeah, Yeah. That was the first laugh of the night. That was a hearty belly laugh. There was no just like... (laughs) That was... Oh my god, what am I watching? Levels of hilarity to me. 
than the lightning, which was equally bad effects wise. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, and I just looked at you guys and I was like, Star Wars comes out less than a decade after this. And just look at what what progress right. was made in a very short span of time. So we get those weird effects. And then the effect of him walking up to the wall where you can see that like his body's kind of already disappearing because it's blending in with the blue screen that's behind him. Right. And then when he just disappears into blue screen, again, endlessly hilarious. So good. <laughs> and then the the cut to Nova just slack jaw, like frightened, like yeah. There's a lot of slack jaws in this movie. There's a lot. Yeah. I feel like there were some ape costumes that had no people in them, like they were just mannequins. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, 100%. because of how dead eyed some of their like faces were. Some of them spent like ten minutes in makeup. Yeah. Others spent a couple hours in makeup. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty. No, but him disappearing and the way in which we get that, I guess, flashback to him disappearing is ridiculous because it's just Brent talking to Nova and it's just smashing cutting back and forth between the two where it's just like one frame it's Taylor then the next frame it's Brent and it's just like I've never seen someone cut a movie to show a like a remembering scene that way and I never want to see it again I know it's, it's abrasive yeah I love it. It's great. I do love it. Cause because, they... like, that's, I imagine, what Nova's brain feels like. It's just pictures. Just, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. smash cut pictures. Just the spirit of the movie. <sighs> yes. It's so weird how, like, how B-movie this is, considering how, like, regular movie the first one is. Mm -hmm. Oh, first one is dead ass. Oh, and this so... one is dead ass. <laughs> this one, but this one, different but a different, different way. A different Beneath ass. Dead yeah, ass. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's nothing happening in this movie that I think is meant to be funny. Are you sure about that? Except for maybe the sauna scene, which we'll get to. <laughs> oh my god. The Russian bathhouse? The Russian ape? They're so sweaty. <laughs> I know, they're so wet. They're so they must sweaty. be so hot. Oh my god, they're so sweaty. Their ape bodies just glistening. Zayas is very modest. He's covering everything yeah. with a towel. He's trying. The gorilla general is no such modesty. Uh, he's letting it all flap out. But yeah, no, that was really... <laughs> so... Yeah. Oh my god. But yeah, this feels like very, like almost without the blood, although we do get a lot more blood. Uh, this feels like grindhousey. This feels very B movie, like early Rob Zombie style, just like crude and the editing again, crude. Like so much of this is crude when so much of the previous movie was very polished, like very yeah. Hollywood. And this feels very much underground cinema, pardon the pun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, even more so now seeing it again, this is the return of Oz. <laughs> of the series. It so is. It's so off the chain, wild. It doesn't give a goddamn what came before it. It's writing its own rules. The effects are wonky, inconsistent. Makeup is inconsistent. Production design is inconsistent. Mm -hmm. Main lead guy is inconsistent. Yeah. <laughs> Technically played yeah. by two actors, yeah. our main character. So inconsistent. The stunts just are rough to watch. There's this horses getting flipped oh, over and banged up. And... Yeah. Like one is shot, one is like completely knocked over and flipped, flipped over. Flipped into a, a pond or whatever. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of people, a bunch of horses. So much disregard for any sort of safety. We do go back to the amphitheater, a favorite locale from yes. the first mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, Apestone City. <laughs> yep. And they must have known they were getting to sort of a franchise territory with this, just to keep that whole set and not strike it. Yeah, I think here's a little bit of background. So Richard Zanuck, who is the producer and the president of 20th Century Fox at the time that the first movie is made, also the one with Linda Harrison, Nova, he is pretty close with Charlton Heston, like is able to get him to come back. But he wanted this to be the last movie. And Heston was the one who suggested that they blow up the entire planet because he did not want to come back for the sequel. Like, that's how we avoid it. I die and we kill the planet. So there can't be any more movies Mm -hmm. made. But in the midst of developing that story, Zanuck was fired. And he eventually goes on to work for Universal. He's a big producer on Jaws, too. But the... You know, 20th Century Fox just said, fuck it, we're going to keep going. Mm-hmm. I know we just blew up the planet, we're going to keep making movies. Which yeah, I think is so... <laughs> yeah, like, right? We'll They're just like, out. whatever. Yeah. So haphazard. Yeah, I can feel it. Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> See like, it on the screen. Like, just like, I don't know, we're just making a movie right now. We'll see where we end up. Yeah, the amphitheaters were a lot of those blank ape stairs where i feel like most of those people other than them standing at the end which again could just be a different cut of mannequins mm-hmm. felt like there was nobody in those costumes Scarecrows. yeah yeah just, basically just pull over masks yeah. yeah pretty much yeah where there's like there's nobody in there yeah. it's just because a lot of the faces are just like there are no eyes the the nothing's moving and it's just like weird blank stares in a speech that's meant to be like a rah-rah yeah. kind of thing. There's a lot of people just sitting there quietly. Yeah, it looks yeah. like a rack at a spirit. And then it'll store. cut away and <laughs> you'll just hear a lot of like... Yeah. How did you feel about our new General Ursus, our new friend? Uh, dynamite John Wayne impression. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm like, what? What's the impression he's doing? I can't place him because he's, he's a gorilla. He's doing a dynamite John Wayne. He's basically like, saddle up, uh, apes. Just... We're going to the forbidden zone. <laughs> like, okay, dude, I got it. Congratulations, you're you're John Wayne. Awesome. No, he was like, I mean, he's a serviceable enough bad guy. He doesn't really do anything. No, he's just a lot of talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you know, a lot shot in the back at the end because he sucks. Um, but yeah, I mean, he was fine. Again, the apes aren't really the story of this movie, no, which is aren't. very surprising. So, nothing. Like, Dr. Zayas doesn't really have anything to do. The general doesn't really do anything beyond just going, there's something out there. We need to stop it. And we need to get its food supply. Because now, apparently, the apes are close to running out of food, I guess, was the plot. It's right? a weird motivation. Sure, yeah. sure yeah, whatever you want to think it is. Yeah. Which it, it seems <laughs> it like matter. that's what they're hinting towards. It doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't matter. Honestly. <laughs> um, but I, it was just, that was weird. And I immediately just let it go because I'm like, I, I'm asking it yeah. to explain too much. Uh, to explain to me why it seemed like they were a thriving society in the last one. Still seems like they're a thriving society. But now there's a big existential crisis of a food shortage because of the possible existence of other creatures, as they call them, 
in a territory you never go. Right. So, like, okay, you've got a flimsy excuse at best. I think it is just they're dumb gorillas and want violence. Yeah. More so than a, you know, like, it's a made-up, oh, the, they have weapons of mass destruction kind of excuse, although they do have weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> Wait, well. So, yeah, but, I mean, killer, killer John Wayne impression. Yeah. In a gorilla costume, and you don't see no that less. every yeah. day. No, you don't. <laughs> now, I want you to close your eyes, both of you, and right. I want you to imagine that character played by Orson Welles. Oh yeah. my god, give me that. On a horse? Definitely. Oh, yeah. right? What You'd level of Orson the John Wells Wayne, probably, but... Yeah, but then you get Orson Welles, but which then is you get... even more deranged and off the rails. Right? Yeah. That's, that's the alternate universe I want to be in. Yeah, how far into his, like, downfall is this, is 1970? Like, where are we in the Orson Welles... Like uh, the ham sandwich era? Yeah. <laughs> where are we in the wheels coming off the train version uh, they, of him? They might be, they might be off pretty well. I mean, I, for me, he never goes off the rails. When most people are like, he's off the rails, I'm like, he's never been better. <laughs> <laughs> never. Yeah, so it, it you know gone, what I mean? It so. could have gone either way. No, yeah. yeah. He's in his lane. Yeah. Um, did he turn it down or did they just like not come to terms? Let me, con- let me get my notes up. Um. Like, I wonder if he's like, I want to be a part of this, whatever this is, get me in it. And they're like, okay, but for like $500,000, he'd be like, I'm out. <laughs> right, I, didn't yeah. t- I didn't take good notes. I just read gotcha. okay. Orson Welles, General Ursus. Um, oh, the interviews I think was... of him trying to explain what it was like wearing an ape costume would have been fucking oh, awesome. Oh, awesome. Like, I can just picture him on some interview talk show in oh, 1970. With, with Dick Cavett? Yeah. Ta- <laughs> oh. Trying to explain what it was like acting as a gorilla. Like, oh my god. It's, I'm, I'm going to cry myself to sleep. <laughs> um, Hoping that you find a time like, bend. Just like, please. Um, I think that's the timeline where we've achieved world peace. Um, well, yeah, yeah, from the bomb. From the, <laughs> there right. you go. From that big old bomb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the any any ape related storyline is so irrelevant. No, but I did really love the little peek in that we get with uh, Cornelius and Zira again, where they just casually cover up the fact that she's essentially doing like heresy in their yeah. house by being like, "Oh, he just hit me because I was acting out of turn." <laughs> <laughs> We gotta, like, we oh, gotta, cut, gotta cut those nails. Oh, that's that's good. That's good. Keep her in line. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, don't don't worry, Doctor. She gets out of line. I'll just hit her again. And Doctor Zayas is like, all right, calm down with the violence for a second. I'm gonna go off to war. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did love that whole interaction. I also loved the peaceful protest, like I, the the science apes. Freedom, that, peace, yeah. peace, <laughs> freedom, brutality. Yeah, they weren't very uh, coordinated in their, yeah. in their chants. There was no when do we want it now kind of right. things. Yeah. Uh, very, very primitive early forms of ape protest. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm sure that hit right at yeah. home in the Vietnam era of just being... Yeah, like how the camera got like all handheld and yeah. gorilla yeah. just like... Gorilla brutality! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then the oh, and then the like the wagon and horses like trample over the war the and word. the peace, no war and oh, peace yeah. signs. Just yep. great imagery, absolutely great imagery. Yeah, right. it's 
it's such a rich text to mm-hmm. analyze. We have this is a part of the movie that sort of drags for me of like Brent getting into town, realizing there are apes, talking to Zira, running away, getting caught, talking to Zira, running away. Yeah. This is, this a, is my courtroom yeah. scene. I thought yeah. we got the beneath well. I forget how long sooner, it, I, no, yeah. the beneath takes a while. It does it take longer. The surface level pre- I feel like there's more surface level than there is beneath, honestly. I'd have to mm-hmm. go through and time it out, but Yeah. The way it breaks up, because every time we cut back to the apes, they're above. Um, and it takes a while for them to get beneath. So there's already a probably a good half hour above. Right. And then intercut with all the other above's. Sure. So yeah, I think there's honestly less beneath than above's, <laughs> which honestly feels right in line with this movie. Yeah. Completely missing Just call it whatever you want. The yeah. title yeah. of it. Sometimes beneath, sometimes yeah, above. Sometimes, yeah. The surface of the Planet of the Apes was probably too long the title. But I appreciate what they were going for. I also, I almost threw my notebook the very first time Brent meets Cornelius, where, um, <laughs> uh, what, what's the what's the woman's name? Zira. Oh, Zira. No, the, oh, Nova. 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 Um, when Nova walks through the curtain, and they're both like, "Nova, oh my God, what are you, what are you doing back in town?" And then Brent walks through, and they're like, "Taylor." And he's like, no, it's me, a different person. And Cornelius, with all conviction and 100% serious, goes, you can talk? That's impossible. Like, motherfucker, we went through this. Yeah. (laughs) Days ago. Like, Taylor has not been gone for a very long time, seemingly. I don't know what the memory of a sophisticated ape is, but it's got to be longer than three days. (laughs) Yeah, it was like the script supervisor's first time on a movie. Yeah. And he also hadn't seen the previous movie where we had a half an hour of, you can talk, that's impossible. (laughs) I really thought we were going to get into it again. Like, I really thought he was going to be like, I come from another planet called Earth. (laughs) And I was ready to to turn it off. And we pretty much got most of that. We got the year again. We got the (gasps) apes. We got the... A lot of rehashes, which, I mean, makes sense in a sequel like that. You kind of have... It's like Back to the Future Mm 2, where you tread a lot of the same ground. Right. Without, obviously without the time travel element necessarily. Um, but you tread a lot of the same ground because it's familiar and it, it pads the runtime for some event fleshed out completely. Um, but when he was like, you can talk, that's impossible. I, oh, I, was, I was so close. <laughs> <laughs> I felt the most endangered at that point. Yeah. I could sense it. I was like, just hang in. You have no idea no where idea. we're going to end up. Literally no idea. Could not have possibly place once about to no, yeah. once once we got beneath we started hearing that hum i'm like adam is so fucked <laughs> <laughs> um so since we're kind of in this space the other thing that uh you guys had touched on in the earlier part of this segment uh which is the inconsistent sound design that happens during the escape from the city recapture re-escape where the sound literally just cuts out and is replaced by just wagon rambling like, yeah. you don't hear any punches, you don't hear any grunts, you don't hear the leash cracking, you don't hear anything happen, there's no score. It is literally just wagon rumbling yep. while two men silently roll around on the back of said wagon. Right. No horse neighing, no nothing. And I literally thought the movie was broken. <laughs> there, when what he, happened? Yeah. <laughs> when, he, when Brent gets on top of the wagon and he goes behind the gorilla driver to pull him up 
and there's no scream as he goes up and wide open mouth. It's so that's sloppy. poetry. It just, oh yeah. Oh god. What happened? I've never seen that before in a movie ever, where everything just seemingly gets completely lost in whatever they filmed. Right. Like everything except the visual of whatever they filmed on the day is gone, and that they couldn't. I mean, that listen, that definitely happens. Oh, yeah, but, but you fix it. But you fix it. Yeah, and I don't know what pickups and reshoots were like in 1969. Maybe they couldn't get, maybe the... They were already pinching pennies with the fucking yeah. map paintings at that point, so they were like, what are we going to do about this? Yeah, they probably saw the dailies. <laughs> How do we solve one. this? <laughs> the dailies were even a yeah. thing, and just were like, I'm not giving you any fucking more money for this. You just figure yeah, it out. Yeah, just cut it to black and... But like, credits. you can't even get... Like grunting foley, like you, there's no database. There's of plenty grunts. of grunts in the movie that you could copy and paste. Right, you have a whole literal fist fight later. You can't take those sounds and place them over top. I I can't imagine they took it's, the it, sounds from the room. Like that must yeah. have been some kind of either a guy in the back with some trash cans and a leather belt that he's whipping, right? Or you know something like get Hested in or get Brent in again. Just go oh yeah something something <laughs> what are you doing throw a score in there something <laughs> it's a baffling sequence wouldn't have it any other way uh yeah <laughs> that was something I was, when i was watching these i think that was the point at which brian sat down and was like what what's happening here <laughs> they said shh, shh, shh. just go with the flow just go just, with it. yeah but again, it feels very much at home in this B movie schlock fest. Yeah. yeah. What was the budget on this uh, this gem? Um, the budget two point five million. Ooh. Uh, box office of nineteen million, and the previous one had five point eight million was the budget and thirty three point four million in North America. Mm. So significant cut. Yes. Yeah. More than half of the budget gone. So you've now you're now working with less than half of the budget. Right. Uh, and obviously you made way less because word of mouth could not have possibly been good. <laughs> Unless you went with your friends and then you had a rip roar good time. Right. Right. But yeah, I just I was baffling, and I know that there's a lot of baffling things in this, but that one stood out to me the most as being like, okay, the edits that are weird and wonky and the effects like those are. Those are choices, and you ran with them. Like, this is something that you threw out every single movie-making knowledge that you had and just went, eh, fuck it. Who needs sound? Yeah. What's that about? I remember when my parents grew up, there was no sound. Or, you know, right. That's fine. We can get away with no sound. Just wagons. Just wagons. <laughs> just wagons. Just give me that good old wagon sound. Just wagon rambling. Yeah. Should we put in fights? No, more wagon rambling. <laughs> Make it people. seem like there's a twig up there. And yeah. Jostle it around a bit. <sighs> Nonsense. That old sequence. It's great. So from there, I, I, I think we were all reeling from that experience. That I don't we're not the even buddied yet. Yeah, we're not even. But it's sort of laying get, the, it's the pavement. We get there, you know. Brent and Nova steal the horses. They're mm. running away from a group of gorillas who are chasing them. Into one of the... which looked like a zombie. Like it cut to one gorilla whose like eyes were bloodshot and he was just staring like underneath a tree. 
Oh, oh yes. yeah, he was taking a piss or something. Yeah, and then they're just like, "Oh, we better go now." Like I was like, "Why did they just smash cut to that one like weird dead-looking gorilla?" Like what? I don't know, whatever. We're we're moving. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, yeah. we're immediately then going down the thing, and my brain is just like, "What? What happened?" <laughs> um, and they like in trying to escape, they come across a Looney Tune style hole <laughs> that they go a fathom into, and they're in a subway. Yeah. Yeah. So we get Brent's sort of Not Statue of Liberty shop. moment. Yeah. yeah. But it's the Queensboro Station yep. subway. Mm-hmm. And a payphone. With a payphone. And a poster that just says, like, New York York's... is summertime or summer Something festival. Like that. festival. Yeah. yeah. New York to, is a summer festival. I used festival. to work here. <laughs> I used to live here. How do we feel about Brent at this point? I mean, he's he's just a stunt double for Charlton Heston, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's not he's not bad. It's not that he, like, he doesn't lack charisma or anything like that. But at this point, we're retreading a lot of the same things. Like you said, he gets his Statue of Liberty moment. He gets his Talking Eight moment. He gets his, it's the year 3000. I gotta meet the people from the first movie. Like, we we get a lot you of get, Yeah, you understand almost immediately five minutes in the movie what this character is for us. Yeah. He's just, we didn't get Charlton Heston, so we got Charlton Heston on Wish. Right. Yes. <laughs> that's yeah. what happened. But he's fine. We like, have Charlton Heston at home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he's fine. Like, he didn't ruin the beginning part. You know, he didn't drag the movie down. Like, I thought he was fine. Uh, it was a little weird how quickly he, like, took to Nova. Because I feel like you'd be a little bit more scared of a woman who's not talking to you. And just leading you through this planet. You have no idea where you are. Yeah. But but on this planet, monogamy is easy. Yeah. <laughs> well, not for Nova, because she's bounced between two dudes. Yeah. You know, well, she definitely kisses Brent, and we don't know what she Well, did she gets with. kissed by Brent. That's true. But I saw the way she was looking at him when he was changing into his uh, incognito disguise of loincloth and loincloth top. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she was like, Taylor don't have that. Yeah. He is pretty ripped. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she was looking at that abs and a butt. She knows. Yeah. Yeah. She was talking with her eyes. I saw it. I heard, what she, I heard what she was saying. Yeah, she looked beneath. <laughs> she looked beneath. Beneath the loincloth. Yeah, beneath the loincloth. Yeah, but I mean, he was fine. Yeah. Completely serviceable for what he needed to, which yep. is just to... He earned his paycheck. Just to travel beneath. Like, is really all he's here for. True. So, once they're down there, we get the first sound effect in the movie... Uh, which is a high-pitched buzz noise. Mm-hmm. Which he hears, uh, Brent, and mm-hmm. is immediately off-put by it. And he turns, and Nova's covering her ears, and he's like, do you hear that? It's like, of course she does. She's covering her ears, you idiot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she doesn't understand what you say. She can't talk. Obviously, that's what she's doing. <laughs> you dumb, dumb astronaut. <laughs> what is going through your head at that point? What is your media, like, what could this hum be? Oh, no idea. Okay. I'm not even thinking about it. At this point, I think I'm wondering why he didn't immediately start walking down tracks because he knows there's no trains. And he knows the gorillas are right behind him. Because he even peeked back out and they were just sitting there going like, well, wait here for the rest of the army. Well, we don't need to chase him right now. Right. We're not going in alone. We'll wait for the general or whatever. So I'm wondering why he isn't hightailing it out of there rather than 
seemingly letting Nova take a nap and holding up in this one subway station. When you know, because you lived on Earth and lived and worked in New York, that this series of tunnels brings you anywhere you want to fucking go. And the chances of there being apes down here, since they didn't want to come down on their own, is very slim. There's no trains. There's no nothing. Do some exploring before you get the hum. Yeah. Dumb, dumb astronaut. Right. <laughs> but then he follows the hum. He follows the hum. And, like, in his, I, I don't know what's going on with this ladder, but he... Oh, t- he touches the ladder and it goes off. Yeah. Takes his hand away, comes back on. No explanation. No, no. None needed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I wonder if it's part of, like, the the buzz and the hum of the bomb as they're doing the service. Because they do end up at the cathedral eventually. And that's when the buzzing stops. Mm-hmm. But they could have been I think it was just like, let's have there. fun with the audience and fuck with them. Yeah. And then never revisit this idea ever again. Yeah, they blew the whole sound budget on just that right wagon rambling yeah (laughs) (laughs) they could only afford wagon rambling Mm -hmm. after the the droning high pitch noise correct so from there we go on a scenic tour of new york city's finest matte paintings (laughs) yeah we get the public library the stock exchange the stock exchange uh, radio city radio city oh i love the radio city one the radio city one is the best one because it looks the least ridiculous. Um, so that one was cool. And it was nice seeing like the landmarks or whatever. And I guess that shows how far they were walking. Or maybe all these things blew up and are right next to each other. I don't know. It doesn't yeah. make sense. And it doesn't matter. <laughs> Ultimately. Right. And it, then we get to the church. Then we get to the church. Well, first we get to the fountain. The dirty, dirty fountain. Mm-hmm. Which he drinks and spits out because like it's gross. And then he drinks the water. And then he trips the fuck out. Which I thought he got sick from the water because he then immediately starts to drown Nova. Nova. Yep. Uh, which was a weird fucking scene because he immediately starts like convulsing and like his eyes twitching and he's like grabbing his head almost and then just starts slamming her underneath like he's giving her a swirly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is why like this movie scared me. Like I could. I get it. The first time watching this, I could not comprehend what the character motivations were and then other things the mutants the whole thing it's too much it's yeah so he's much. tripping balls it's a lot for an adult brain let alone it's whatever. really yeah 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 i'm glad i had nothing else going on today i could just clear this head up real <laughs> real quick take this in <laughs> yeah fill it with wagon yeah. rambling yeah. yeah if i was concerned about anything else in my regular life i would have been a hundred percent not focused on this movie and it would have been just like, whatever, I'm tuning out and I'm thinking about this thing that I have to do later. Thankfully, none of that happened. I was able to focus 100% on this nonsense. <laughs> yeah. You get a contact high watching this movie. Mm. I know. I felt like I drank the weird dirty water and tripped falls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't know, store brand fucking cough syrup, this fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. So Brent... Expired. Expired, <laughs> yeah. Very, very badly expired. Yeah. He makes his way into the cathedral, mm-hmm. trying to get away from Nova to protect her. And he sees one guy praying to an enormous bomb. With the Alpha and Omega symbol, symbol right on the fin. Written. Yep. 
Now we get the bag first. Did you think we were going to see like an elite ape race or did you think we were going to see a human race or? No, I, I think at this point I thought people. Okay. Because, just because of the way he was praying and I didn't think we were going to go warring religious sects of apes. Because obviously the up, you know, the upstairs apes have their ape lord. Above ape. Yeah. yeah uh, that gave them the history and everything and don't let man do a thing because they're bad people. The lawgiver. Uh, yeah, exactly. So they have their religious deity. This guy's clearly worshipping the bomb. So I figured I really don't. At this point, I really don't want a different religious group of apes to fight because I don't, I don't want right. this to turn into you know, some kind of religious war. Right. Um, so I was I was really hoping human, and I was glad it turned out uh, to be human. Half right. Well, it's still human. Yeah. yeah, it's human. Yeah. Like, at its base, it's human. Yeah. Certainly not ape. Right. Yeah. How did you feel about the bomb? The bomb reveal? Um, I mean, a bomb as a deity was a little strange. I was wondering why, because, like, I don't, we hadn't seen the scholarly busts yet, right? That's after this. That's after this. Um, so, I, like, okay, it's one dude, and he's worshipping a bomb. I don't know why. I'm thinking maybe radiation leaks, you know, and that he's tripping balls, because Taylor just tripped balls. So something's going on. Something's in that water. Something's in the air. And it's just this one dude. I, w- I still don't even think I was thinking society at this point. Just... Mm-hmm. One rando guy who's a nut job. Yeah, yeah. the grail knight for... I was going to say, like, yes. the last crusade of Ape, of Apeville, yeah. Yeah, correct. So, um... <laughs> but what we get after that is certainly a choice, and I don't like it as much, which is the telepathy. Oh. Which is just... Oh, the just, minute that little... Dee, dee. I, like, I looked over Bridget, I'm like, that's right. Yes! That's right. It's just... Again, it feels right at home in this that, of, of course, they would have telepathy. Although I did love the line of, like, when when Brent's like, you can talk? Because, again, we have to marvel at everybody who can talk in this universe. <laughs> yeah. like, you can talk? And he's like, well, yeah, it's, like, the easiest thing anyone could do. Like, we don't celebrate talking. Like, that's baby shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, having the telepathy to get me that line, right. I immediately am fine with it. But as it started, I was like, oh, no, are we just going to do telepathy the whole movie? Because if the rest of this movie is just going to be telepathy, just beep, like boop, beep, yeah, if it's beep, just beeps and beep. then Brent going, why, why no? I'm not a threat to anybody. I'm beep. from Earth. Like, <laughs> I, oh my god, I love the head nod too. Anytime the oh, it's so good. Beep. Yeah, it's I dream of genie. That's what yeah. they're doing. Yes. That's it's like, or it's bewitched. Like it's the little just twitch to beep. tell yeah, yeah. you that I'm I'm doing a thing with my powers. I just like that they don't just use the same. Uh, cut every time. It's like a different look every time and they're giving it's like beep, yeah. boop, boop. You, <laughs> you do believe that they are telepathically yeah. saying mm-hmm. the line. There's emotion in the face. There's emotion, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah from the high priest and then the uh, the war one and the fat one and the lady. The lady. <laughs> who kills herself for some reason. Uh, the fat one got me every time I come back to and it, his name is literally the like crazy, fat man crazy eyes yeah, yeah. Uh, and the fact that like you don't see like if he has hair if he's bald because of the way all of their like hoods are just killed me every time they showed him because he just it, yeah he had his beady little eyes he was, he was having the most fun with it yeah, yeah. he was the most you committed you gotta you gotta so Brent is like brought before a council of them going beep 
boop, mm-hmm. beep, boop, beep. Um, and you see them just like sharing mental pictures with each other of Brent coming down the hallway. Yeah, I love how they're watching those in black and white. Yeah. Even though the people watching them are probably seeing color, I would assume. <laughs> but we do get Taylor falling into the wall again, which is good shit. Yeah. yeah. We get a Yeah, we get a recut of the first one. movie. Yeah. Yep. As a black and white movie. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Um they do give up the ghost though. They do start talking. Yeah. Speaking. Which, thank God, because if they had, and again, it gets me that great line, because if they had just been like, no, we're going to keep this charade up forever, I would have gotten really tired of it really quickly. Yeah. So from there, we get their sort of motivation of, we're very peaceful people, we don't harm anyone, we make our enemies harm each other, we don't cause you pain, we just make you believe that you're in pain, Mm -hmm. and they talk about, our only weapon is our illusions. Mm Mm-hmm. Our illusions, Brent. Um, yeah, so that... And the bomb. The fact that they're illusions honestly makes it more tolerable how bad the effects are on the fire and the lightning. Because they're not real. And so, like, thinking back on it, I'm like, oh, okay. The fact that if that had been a real wall of fire for some unknown reason that I couldn't comprehend at the time... They would have used the same one. I know they... <laughs> oh, 100% yeah, they yeah, would but, but it's easier to swallow here. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, in retrospect now, it's almost like, oh, it was an illusion. That's why it looks so shitty. It's because this guy just dreamt it up in his Imagineering cave. Right. Like, so I'm totally fine <laughs> with it. Um, and it also makes that part make sense when before it was just nonsense. Why is there a wall of fire? This is Earth, so some of the same physics have to exist. Why is there a wall of fire? But that had been so far removed from my brain at the time that it didn't matter anymore. But the illusions part of it clears that all up and makes it somehow better. Yeah. Speaking of illusions, it's at some point in this zone of the movie that we see Zeus and Ursus traveling with the army, and they get into the forbidden zone and they see an illusion Mm -hmm. creepy ass illusion very creepy illusion uh again i love that this movie commits to a bit Mm -hmm. that there's a wall of fire behind that wall of fire are a bunch of apes ape crucified upside down Mm -hmm. screaming and then a statue of the ape deity Crying tears of blood yeah. and yeah, having stigmata. stigmata. <laughs> yeah, it's crying. It's got it out of the the forehead. Like it's just leaking blood yeah. everywhere. So I get how it would have been scary for a child because that is that's some scarring shit. It yeah. Another scary element of this movie. Uh, now I just I love it. I'm like I can't believe I'm seeing what I'm seeing right now. <laughs> I. It's great. What a privilege. Uh, <laughs> that it's hard to believe that was ever put to film. Yeah. Mm. In a major wide release film. Just imagine like the storyboard artist being like, all right, and then the statue starts bleeding. Yeah. Like, this is this is great. Keep yeah. keep more blood, please. Yep. <laughs> what what proceeds is my favorite map painting of the whole thing where it's like the whole city and it's like, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> It's so crude and thrown together. And then they have the audacity to zoom in on the quality of it. Yeah. Like, oh, that's where they went. Inside that little pencil scribble right there. (laughs) 
that's supposed to be a window yeah. of the New York City skyscraper. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's so good. And when they zoomed in, I was like, oh, am I seeing Brent? Am I seeing Taylor? What am I seeing? Oh, literally nothing. I'm not literally seeing anything. It's, okay. It's cool. a rectangle. Yeah. It's so good. Way to go. Great brushwork. <laughs> I like the explanations here, though, because I like how Dr. Zayas is like, shoot our friends, like put them out of their misery. We can't get to them through the wall of fire. You got to just shoot them so that way they're not in pain. And they're like, no, we, we can't do that. Like the lawgiver says, like, do not kill fellow apes. And the lawgiver's watching us when raining, you know, crying blood. Definitely not going to do that now. Um, and then I like the explanation from a little bit earlier where the creepy underground mutants are all like, the apes are either too dumb or their skulls are too thick for us to penetrate them with our telepathy. So we can't hold their illusions for very long. We can't make them do things. So we're really pretty much, besides this bomb over here, defenseless. Mm -hmm. So like it all kind of ties together in a really strange way, but at least it all... Like, it sticks to its own rules, which a movie like this easily could have abandoned any logic that it set up for itself. So I was at least glad that it, we're like, all right, we're sticking to our guns. Like you said, they, they committed to film. Mm -hmm. They 100% ran with the bit. God. Where do we, where do we go from here? The siege. No, the we well, get, no, the siege doesn't happen yet. We get yeah. church. We at church. That's oh my right. god, what a great scene that is. I love that scene. <laughs> I love how descriptive the hymn is. Amen. But they do the whole amen thing like it's so like it's like in minor key and it's yeah. it's off putting and it's you know something is about to like go down. Yeah. No well, Nova's completely clothed, very disturbing. But this is like <laughs> arguably like the big reveal as in like the Statue of Liberty reveal for the audience is like yeah. these people that we thought were like these advanced humans are the regular church going folk. With their face off. <laughs> oh well yeah. but even before we get to the face off, like it's already zany. They've got a podium of Krypton crystals yep. that they're just using to raise and lower the bomb yep. and do a manner of other things. they got the organist over here playing. The hymn is describing the previous world. It's like, and then the bomb blew up everything and destroyed all of the world. Yeah. Like, okay. All right. Cool. This is the backstory I wanted last week. Yeah, so that's what happened to Radio City. Yeah, <laughs> I want to see more of what happened to the world. Oh, the bomb destroyed it. Thank you. Hymnal number 85. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then, yes, the big reveal of Freaks. is <laughs> so good. I it's, love that. And I totally forgot about it, to be oh, honest with you. I was, it was another reveal. It was, like, new to me again. <laughs> I mean, I knew a meal was happening, so I'm like, that's right, but also, yes. Yeah, welcome to Face Off. Yeah. When they started taking off their masks, I was like, oh shit, are they going to be apes? Like, I really thought we were going to go back to a different religious sect of apes, and I was, again, I was a little worried that we were going to go ape holy war here. Yeah. Um, did not expect freaks. Like, did not expect mutants. Did not expect radiation and veins and, like... That makeup's pretty cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. again, absolutely terrifying for a child to watch a human rip its face off and be a more grotesque human underneath. Right. Great mask work. Even when they were holding the mask, they looked like real people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So great mask work there. And creepy as all hell. Yeah. But kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, they, they yeah. all look like, uh, what was it, Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just like, Return of the Jedi, yeah. peel it back. 
Yeah. Just, just peel it back. Just yeah. peel it right, right on back. So again, like I'm on the roller coaster and I'm just kind of enjoying the ride at this point because it's just like, right, yeah, cool, mutants, awesome. Like we're getting freaks, right? right. <laughs> yep. But this isn't the caterpillar one at the carnival. I mean, this is no. like a fun one that has a couple of screws loose that you're a little scared. I want to ride the Planet of the Apes coaster. I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's more like a haunted house. Yeah. But yeah, church was church was crazy, and then the. And then they were like, all right, cool. Well, we explained to you our motivation and we showed you how we do things and we taught you our tel- our, like that we do telepathy and we showed you a mind movie and we, we brought you to all these things and gave you new clothes. Uh, but now you know too much, so we have to kill you. Yeah. But we don't kill you. We make you kill somebody else or they kill you. I didn't understand that swerve. It seemed like they were all friends at this point. They learned he wasn't really a threat. He told them about the apes eventually that were coming. They can now see the apes that are coming. I don't understand why they then put him in prison and said, you know too much. Like, dude, you just led him around your whole city. Right. Why would you do that? And then be like, well, I gotta kill you. Sorry. Very strange. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they're very bright. Yeah, Yeah, the script writers, yeah. Yeah. No. (laughs) Yeah. How do you feel about Heston's barefoot? coming at the camera so frequently it's good Hilarious. there was some other movie we watched recently where something came at the camera in a really funny way like a punch or a something and i don't remember what it was but i remember enter, the dragon. enter the dragon yeah probably um it's same kind of thing where it's just like you gotta just this is how you show action because they're, they're not real fighters they're just whatever i thought the fight was kind of cool though it's close quarters. It's a lot of leg sweeping. Yeah, and yeah there's spikes all graveling. over the place. And the walls are pointy and spiky. And uh, I thought it was a pretty good fight. Again, I don't. there's no justification for it. Just leave him in jail. Like, you're about to fight some apes anyway. They're not doing anything in there. Just leave, just leave them be. Like, you don't need them to kill each other. Just keep them in prison. It's fine. Right. Uh, but that guy clearly loves making people hurt other people. It's the same guy that made uh, Brent choke out while violently making out <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> uh, earlier in the interrogation scene so questionable decision making aside the fight was cool the yeah. weapon that they like the weird mace thing that they were using also cool the fact that brent got a spike in the back and kept you know kept fighting was pretty great and then the ending of the fight was great too because we get uh nova's first word ish mm-hmm. <laughs> Yep, she comes up, she sees, she's reunited with Taylor for the first time, she sees him, she's worried, she opens her mouth and says, Taylor! <laughs> it sounded like Chunk from the Good <laughs> Yeah, basically. Taylor! I think I laughed almost as hard as I laughed at anything else when she screamed at Taylor. Because it was such a pivot, like, and it was a great moment for her character, which up to this point had been completely mute for almost two full movies. Yeah. Yeah. And I was really hoping at some point along this journey in the second movie, she would have like found some kind of voice box. She never grunts. She never screams. She never does anything but breathe heavy. And that was starting to grade me, like grade me a little bit Mm -hmm. where it's like, She's not even going to scream when someone's dragging her around. None of the other humans do, so it's not unique to her. But it's just weird that these seemingly... The the only difference between them and Taylor and Brent is they're just primitive. Or they didn't have the language learning at a young age. But you'd still think there'd be grunts. Like, even non-verbal animals grunt and scream and shriek and make some kind of audible air escaping through their 
lungs noise and none of it. It's silly, yeah. But it, it kind of makes the payoff of yeah. even better. Yeah. It's... And she like shakes and it's like, well, what are you about to say? Yeah. Oh yeah, you can see her gearing up for oh, it. Oh, gearing up for it. I was rooting for it. <laughs> Please, for the love of God, make a noise. <laughs> yeah, and then the uh, mind controller dude gets sandwiched in like one of those, almost like one of those Egyptian sarcophagus full of spikes type right. death traps. Yeah. yeah. Which was great. The Iron Maiden cage. Yeah. yeah. And then awesome. he swung the door closed and locked the fucking jail cell so, again. And I think I missed that because I was like writing something down or I looked away or I was laughing at his death. Yeah. Uh, so then when they were trying to pick it open later, I was like, wait, wasn't the door just fucking open? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that how Nora got in and the guy got sandwiched? Isn't that what happened? Yeah. But I love that he takes his mask off again to give his true self to his, you know, his lord or whatever. That was a good, nice religious touch yeah. to their to their group. Some unexpected attention to detail. Mm-hmm. Again, I had, I had counted out <laughs> for this movie uh, to accomplish, but no, that was great. It was a great, nice little touch. And then this is when we get the ape rampage. Mm-hmm. They storm the city. They're smashing statues. The I think at one point he's dead. Doctor Zayas is like, they look so stupid, and he's hitting him <laughs> yeah. with like either the butt of a butt of a gun or like one of their little batons yeah. they were all wailing around earlier. And he's just so angry that they look scholarly and have their own. Yeah, butts. yeah. Like those look really dumb. Yeah, <laughs> I don't believe in this. <laughs> That's impossible. It's impossible. <laughs> we're really in like the last three minutes of the movie. Yeah, it's and all very so quick. much so happens. chaotic. Yeah. They're trying to escape. They break open the jail cell. They're trying to escape. There's apes coming from every direction. Nova gets hit with a fucking... She gets shot. She gets shot. She dies. They... Oh. <sighs> Poor Nova. You audibly gasped when yeah. she got shot. I didn't... I thought she was, I thought she was gonna make it. And then I just shook my head like, damn it, you... Yeah. You damn dirty apes. You killed her. <laughs> you blew her up. <laughs> and Charlton Heston was real sad about it. He had his little, like, weird soliloquy or whatever wasn't listening <laughs> yeah it doesn't matter he was just like it's all rambly nonsense he was basically just making noise like yeah. nova um which is a very fitting tribute for yeah. her death um but yeah i was sad that she she finally learned to speak she got her big character moment and then and that was it although looking back on it now it's fine because of what happens immediately afterwards yeah um, but in the moment, I was like, God damn it! Like, why'd you kill her? Like, uh, it was a fun, you know, dynamic. And the yeah. three of them were could teach her to talk. And the next movie could be a fun, like, fun. An- rock an- another statue to fucking crack it. Yeah, <laughs> with her bust. So yeah, poor Nova. Very sad. Poor Nova. We make our way back to the chapel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which is the high command guy left at this point because the yeah. woman has killed herself. Yeah, they find her slumped over. Drank poison in the bathtub for some, some sort reason. Of Shakespearean, yeah. yeah, yeah, very Romeo and Juliet. I'm assuming she just knew that there was nothing they could do, and yeah. this was how it was all going to go anyway. Yep, the apes touch her high ponytail. Yeah, and carry on. They've never seen blonde hair before. No. Brent and Taylor make their way into the cathedral, where the apes are pulling the bomb down. Smoke fills the room. It seems pretty dangerous. Yeah. Brent realizes that they're going to set the bomb off by accident, so he hits the organ with his gun. I did like him traipsing through to like hide and get around to the other side, yeah. because where they're perched is not where the organ is. And so him getting over there was like a cool little tense moment. Mm-hmm. And a shootout begins. Taylor gets shot, mm-hmm. falls down to the floor. 
Brent manages to kill the general, shoot a bunch of people, but... He killed like 10 dudes. Yeah, he killed like 10 apes. Yeah. He gets killed in a pretty dramatic fashion. We have another crazy cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he gets lit up. I think he's riddled with like five bullets. Yeah, like one to the head. It's He yeah, looks he... like the statue yeah, from correct. the illusion. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Taylor has a final confrontation with Zaius. Mm-hmm. He asks Zaius for help. Zaius turns him down. Well, naturally, they were enemies in the last one. Yep. And Taylor says, in so many words, fuck you. Yeah. I'm out. Puts his, his <laughs> yeah. bloody hand on the crystal lever. Yeah, the clearly marked red button. Yeah. <laughs> and we cut to black. We hear a voiceover saying that somewhere in the universe. Well, I think at this point the screen is white, too. So it kind of gives that, like... Oh, like, yeah, it's, like, That fallout, off. shelter, like, the old 50s-style, mm-hmm. you know... First you see a flash and then you get under your desk. Like that's yeah. That's the but it does fade to black. Yeah, yeah. And it has like a little planet or so. There's like some sort of yeah. I don't even think there's anything. No, it's like just black and it's like somewhere some insignificant blue speck of dust is gone forever. Yeah, there's a tiny star and surrounding it is this blue nothing. Yeah. And then it fucking ends. (laughs) (laughs) Just look, and I was like, dude. The balls. I had a feeling it was going to do that once he hit it and it did the like the little speech. I went, it's just going to fucking abruptly end, isn't it? Like, well, yeah, because everyone's dead. Well, that's the thing is, so they're underground. I don't know how underground they are. Seemingly, they're not very far underground because they're at what was surface level in the 1900s because they're in a church. So I assume the bomb, if it does what it's supposed to do, is going to theoretically annihilate the planet but we don't even get that like sweeping explosion taking out ape city like we literally know nothing other than the voiceover telling us it's over and then it was yeah (laughs) so i thought like oh maybe they'll show the fallout or like maybe we'll just get like i thought it would have been a really cool thing and granted i I actually kind of love this ending just because it's so fucked up (laughs) with the rest of in line with the rest of the movie but i honestly thought we might get like a Another sweeping vista shot, like at the start of the first one, showing that the planet is even worse off than it yeah. was before. Like gray skies, storm clouds, really just dreary matte paintings um, is what I thought we might get. And then when we didn't, I was like, you know what? That actually feels yeah, it's perfect. Perfect for this movie. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> not even mad yeah. about it. It actually makes a ton of sense. I mean, maybe because of Cornelius having the pipe, like, what was that? And then yeah. just to cut the black? Yeah. <laughs> did you hear that? It's like about to hit zero. Yeah. Zero, <laughs> zero, honey, did you hear that? Yeah. Cut the black. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, I one of their, like, little pears falls off the table. <laughs> yeah. Oh. There goes the food, food shortage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The general was right. Yeah. But yeah, no, I actually kind of love the ending because it yeah, was so great. abrupt. And so just, like, the ending, much like Taylor, is just like, fuck you. Yeah, yeah just, just, just like just fuck you. Mm-mm. See you in a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just just right, just right fucking yeah. ends. Would have loved to be a fly in the wall in that theater packed at that moment. Which is what we talked about for the last one, wasn't it? We just did. Did we just watch a movie that had an abrupt ending like this? Was it not last week? I think maybe because last like last week's movie just like ends to credits and there's not like a monologue or some kind of it just yeah it's still like like whatever it's still kind of an abrupt ending but it's yeah. all right but it's more of a build-up 
There's at least the sound of the ocean. Yeah. Right. Yeah, this is nothingness. Just dead nothingness. I, uh... Yeah, I, I just had a fucking blast. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like I said at the beginning, it's objectively a bad movie. Like, if you were to show this in a film class, everything would be wrong with it. Other than some of the lore and some of the, like, nice little touches that we touched on. If you just look at it objectively, critically, it's awful. Mm-hmm. But man, is it kind of really fun. <laughs> yeah. It's a great midnight movie. Oh, yeah. Very much so. Because, again, it's a B movie. Like, it yeah. feels very schlocky. It feels very low budget because it is. You know, it seems like this is a movie a bunch of kids would make if they wanted to make their own pretend sequel to Planet of the Apes. Yeah. And it, I, I kind of dig it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I dig it too. I need this fucker on tape. Because, like, while last week's movie has all of the, like, genre stuff and the sci-fi elements, it's still a very straightforward movie and therefore can suffer from straightforward problems like pacing issues. Mm -hmm. Whereas this one does not give a fuck about anything. And therefore, I almost can't hold it to any regular standard because it tells me, almost from the jump, it does not give a shit what I think. And I kind of admire it for that, in a sense. Because it just... It just knows what it wants to be, yeah. or it doesn't, and but it sticks to yeah. But it's gonna be of, what it yeah. is. Again, it doesn't give a damn. No, none. It's a big fuck you to <laughs> critics and audiences in a in a pretty great way. Honestly. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely think I like this more. Uh, I don't think we're gonna cover them here, but I will probably seek out because I I have to know. How they continue a franchise to, when you've just obliterated the world. I'm just telling, like, we don't have to do it for the show, but, like, I need to be there when you watch episode okay. three. All right. I'll, I'm going to hunt for the tapes, and we'll do a, we'll do a movie night. Yeah. yeah. We'll do a projector movie night or whatever and figure this out. I'm more intrigued to continue watching after this week than I was last week. Last week, I was like, all right, well, we're, doing, we're doing the next one, so I'm, I'm going to watch the next one, you know, quality be damned or whatever. This one, I'm like, I just... Adam like ape. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm gonna make it through the next one, but I at least need to see where they go. I up. I think you're gonna like. <laughs> they, they, they go up. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta resurface. Yeah. Props to this absolute mess of a movie because it's some. It's somehow against all odds pulls itself together, and I don't know if I was sitting alone watching this in the living room with the lights off on a random Tuesday night, if I would have enjoyed it at all, or if I would have reached for my phone and. Chances are I probably would have reached for my phone mm-hmm. and kind of tapped out. The fact that there was people here and I was doing it for something meant that I was going to stay with it. And I'm kind of glad I did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm relieved. Yes. Yeah. For you, for me. I'm you were so... always going to fucking love this yeah. day. I'm care. glad you like it more too. Yeah. Do you think that's just because the group setting or just because you forgot how zany and off the wall it truly is and you can just have fun with it rather than... Yeah, I think so. I think every time I've watched it, it's just been like alone or I don't know. It's just At Christmas be... where there's a bunch of stuff going on. Yeah, correct. And just like, what is going on? Turn this shit off. It's like... <laughs> I now get why your uncle's not invited back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now he's not invited to, back to anymore. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, I can't. Yeah, very fond of this one, this entry. Yeah. Yeah, full on bonkers. Like I said, just does not give a shit. But it, but then in some places really gives a shit, you know, like some of those nice touches right. are pretty great for a yeah. movie that you would not think would dedicate any time whatsoever to cohesion 
or lore or anything. It does. And yeah. I like it for it. Ape lore. Yeah. yeah. It it has a quality that I love in movies in that it, I feel like it's always swinging for the fences. Mm. You know. These big cuts. Big. Just yeah. big. These are down three in the bottom of the ninth and you got two guys on and you're just... You're just hoping against hope that the wind takes it. Yeah, you're just no, yeah, I see, making choices. Yeah, I see two guys in like a one-bedroom apartment in L.A. like the at the bottom of like an eight ball of coke or something around a typewriter, <laughs> trying to hit the deadline. Yeah, and this is what they send to the studio at eight a.m. in the morning. It's like you know the old saying: if you put a thousand monkeys at typewriters, they'll eventually write Shakespeare. This is what they get to before Shakespeare. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is draft one. Dude. Yeah. This is the apes this is what the apes put together with just typewriters. Right. <laughs> there probably an eight ball. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. There is an alternate ending to this movie. Would I, you like to hear it? Uh, for the sake of the show, yes, but honestly, no. Okay. No, I and I say if we dude, if we but, shut that door forever. No, but for the sake of the show, yes, I would like to hear the alternate ending. Okay. An alternate ending. This is from IMDB Trivia. So, grain of salt. Grain of salt. Um, an alternate ending was written where Taylor, Brent, and Nova escaped the underground city prior to the detonation of the bomb, okay. which was not a doomsday device as it is in the film. They returned to Ape City, and along with Zira and Cornelius, released the humans from the cages, and a new order is begun. The script ends hundreds of years later with the lawgiver teaching a group of ape and human children who sit in harmony together. Nope. The final shot of the script shows a mutated gorilla emerging from the underground and fatally shooting a flying dove. What? <laughs> okay. So, again, roller coaster. Yeah. You you had me at all three escape. Because, again, I, I like that could have been a fun group dynamic. Yeah. Uh, so you had me at that. Then you lost me at seemingly they just reckoned. Because there's a ton of apes still left, probably, that don't like humans like it's their nature they right. never have it would be weird for them just to be like you know what yes let's all just live together peacefully that seems lame still lost at the teaching ape children and human children and weird hybrid kindergarten yeah but i yeah. see it i see the camera panning out oh yeah it's too, music swelling it's too fluffy it's too it's, fluffy yeah and it doesn't flow with the rest of what oh whatever they perceived before it yeah. yeah because i need it to be zanier because of what we just watched yeah um but also like Again, these people who have lived their entire lives, or these apes have lived their entire lives hating humans, they're not going to all of a sudden just believe the three talkies over here, or the two talkies in, <laughs> into just living a peaceful coexistence. Like, that's not going to happen in the time of movie we have left. But then you kind of get me back. That's <laughs> what I'm saying! With... A ape. mutated ape. A yeah. mutated gorilla comes up from the underground and shoots... A dove out of the sky. The fact that it's a dove is so much more on the nose that yeah. I love it. Yeah. But this is still better. It's, like, I know. The, the main ending is still better uh, because of the abrupt fuck you nature of it. The other one's a roller coaster. I would have been like, oh, they survived. Oh, this is dumb. I don't like this. This is really dumb. Stop teaching all the kids together. I don't like this. Oh. Ooh, dub murder. <laughs> Ooh, dub murder. <laughs> and then abrupt ending, naturally. So yeah, it has its good qualities, but no, I like the way they went yeah. a little bit better. The dub, really. I was like, I gotta take a screenshot of this. Yeah, that's pretty funny. But yeah, what a hoot. Yeah. 
I'm so glad that you enjoyed this. I did think that you would like our first entry more, and you would maybe hate me after this one, but I'm glad that it brought you some joy. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think there was nothing, like I said, there was nothing in the first one that made me hate the movie. There was just the uh, things I didn't like that took me out of it, and it took the steam away towards the end, Mm -hmm. which makes it hard to come away positively because you had to struggle the last third. But, like, the costumes were good, the story was fine. It was just, like, a normal, regular drama that then threw ape costumes into it. And, like I said, I'm not, like, an ape guy, where that that wasn't enough to, you know, rustle my jeans. It's not enough to see an ape on a horse. Yeah, exactly. That doesn't, that's just like, oh, that's part of the story they're telling. I'm not like, ooh, what a silly thing. <laughs> um, but no no offense to anybody that is, Giant, that's you, and that's fine. Yeah. Um, so I can see why you like that first one so much and ha- always have. Like, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Where I was just like, yeah, it's fine. Like, it's it's a good movie. I don't have any real hate towards it. Whatever, we're on to the next one. We're, we're going to watch it. I got to watch it. And this was so zany and stupid and silly and off the wall bonkers that I just I just rode along for the ride. Brain shut off pretty early on and I just I got on the wavelength of silliness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> from the from the first wall of fire to the last big bang. I was I was riding that those ups and downs. Mm-hmm. So silly, goofy nonsense. Whereas the other one I think maybe took itself a bit too seriously. This one just threw everything at the wall yeah. and it uh it stuck like a crappy matte painting. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. I mean, any other thoughts from you guys before we wrap things up? No. Head empty. So empty. Yeah. So just a little bit, we're going to touch base on what's to come in the rest of Ape Roll. Because we've been on an absolute roller coaster ride thus far. Uh, Next week, we are venturing out of the original five movies. So we've seen the first two. I will definitely be searching out the rest of them. Um, So maybe at some point, uh, I'll give you those thoughts whenever I do get around to them. Uh, but next week we are venturing all the way to the year two thousand and one. Is it really two thousand one? I thought it's like ninety nine or some shit. It's two thousand or two thousand and one. Two thousand and one. Okay. Yeah. Got so it. all the way to two thousand and one for Tim Burton and Mark Wahlberg's Planet of the Apes. I don't have high hopes for this. <laughs> I don't think it can touch either of them. I feel like it's not going to blend the right tone, but we'll see. I have not seen that one. You guys both have. Yes. For spending some time. It's been a long it's time. Been a while. So that'll be next week. And then I think to, to round out Ape Roll, we will go to whatever the whatever the first one, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, which is the first of the newer trilogy. So that is what's on tap for Fine I'll Watch It. But that will do it for this week's episode of Fine I'll Watch It. Remember, you can find every episode of Fine I'll Watch It every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. Remember, you can rate and review this show in-app on both Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Uh, so let us know what you think of the show. We'd greatly appreciate it. Uh, hopefully you can give us five stars if you're having a good time. If that's the case, make sure to tell a friend so they listen as well, as we appreciate everyone that listens to any part of any episode. And we thank you so much for doing so. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. So let us know what you think of Beneath the Planet of the Apes. Is this the best sequel? The worst sequel? Where do these rank for you? Is the first one the only one you've seen? Are you excited for us to watch the Tim Burton one? <laughs> Did you see it? Do you have any fond memories of it? I doubt it, but let us know <laughs> if you did on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. 
Um, but once again, for Fine, I'll Watch It, my name is Adam. I'm Bridget. And I'm Johnny. And thanks so much for listening.